Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to the penultimate episode of the National Flag Football League Wales Division podcast. My name's Dale and I'm still your host. And joining me to look back at game week five, as well as looking forward towards the final league weekend, are... Firstly, he's becoming our resident statistician on this podcast. Back from Gay Pride Week in Brighton, it's a very old metrosexual man and Swansea Hammerhead receiver. Not to mention the guy responsible for running the Flag Football Wales Insta account, Sandra Cooper. Hi guys, how you doing? Next up is a returning guest. Described by some teammates as a bit of an enigma, there are things that we did not know last time out. Firstly, he's an Eagles fan, all the way back to 2018. He's the Cardiff Hurricanes resident Welsh speaker, and he's also a teaching assistant. Now we know where the Hurricanes talent really stems from. Uh, he's also the captain of the H2 ship, and the man responsible for the H2O acronym. The irony of that acronym, however, is the H2 squad are currently drowning at the bottom end of the table and could do with some. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, please welcome Hugh Davis. Alright guys, hi. Joining him is the Gwent Gators chairman, a Blue Gator, and a professional footballing sensation. Ask anyone from Swansea and they'll agree. He is the play-acting part of that job down to an artful. From being the, co- from being the co-founder of the Gators to playing corner for the team, to disappearing for 45 minutes on a friendly trip to Swindon and missing the first half as he couldn't find anywhere to drop the kids off at the pool. To never shutting up in general and cannot have a picture taken without his tongue for the vomit. Please welcome Josh Corbett. Hello. Lastly, and possibly recently, we have another who's graced the airways previously. He's another member of the vaunted Gwent Gators medical room, though I'd imagine he struggled to find a seat this year. He's an orange Gator this season, as well as the OC for the Gators generally. Some call him homeless. Some call him useless. Some call him a Marxist lefty fatherless child. <laughs> he's the originator of the head tackle. That maybe is part of the reason why he's on crutches presently. And he's also a wasp killer extraordinaire. Welcome Chris Bartlett Leg. <laughs> Hi, well, thank you all for joining us, guys. Um, let's not pussyfoot about, let's get into the action. It's a few days since we played, so uh, I'll remind you of the games as we go along. First game up, we had Cardiff Hurricanes against the Gwent Trojans. That finished 48 12. Andy, do you want to pine on that briefly? I'd love to, but I left my jersey at home, so I had to uh, head home and miss the entire. Oh, game that's game, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the the, the rumours of can't be asked to get out of bed were unfounded. Yeah, you left your jersey behind. That's right. You got no proof. You got no proof, mate. <laughs> All right then, um, and similarly, I can't even ask Chris because Chris couldn't get his ass out of bed either. Uh, <laughs> I was. We had to drop someone off at the train station. <laughs> Is that another euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> Just check. Uh, this time, unfortunately, not. To be brutally honest, I'm struggling to recall this game. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be uh, quite difficult. Joe did a Joe and beat the Trojans. Yeah. It, it, it was... Uh, it, it's Cardiff Hurricanes doing Cardiff Hurricanes things. And admittedly, uh, the rumours persist that Joe was slightly hungover. 
Uh, and maybe that's why they, they were firing on all cylinders. They, they weren't rumours. They were entirely confirmed after the game. <laughs> but Costas made a second appearance of the of the season and promptly did Costas things. I can remember Reese Jackson having a very good game, 48-12. to 12. I mean, uh, I know the Trojans did manage to move the ball a little bit on them and obviously they've managed to score twice. Uh, but all things considered... I think it was another easy sort of like uh, tiptoes through the tulips for the Hurricanes, really. Didn't surprise me. Okay, we'll jump into the next game. Uh, hopefully, Hand- Andy will, uh, would have turned up for this one. It's the Hammerheads against the Gators Orange. Uh, it finished 45-24. Andy, go on, throw your weight into this one first. Um, I think it was a fairly even game, to be honest. I, I think the scoreline, and again, Paul will come me for this, but I think the scoreline flattered us a little bit. Um we came out and put up a, a few big scores on you in the first half with one huge drop from someone called Andy Cooper, who plays receiver, don't know who he is, um, for a touchdown. But I think in the second half, we came out and as we have done all season, we turned up in the second half. I mean, I'm not saying we didn't turn up in the first half. We still put some scores up. But in the second half, we came out and we dominated that second half and just, just ran away with it. Well, if memory serves me, it was 21-12 at the half. Yeah, uh, and given that we'd already lost Tom Harrison to injury, um, and we were having to put the likes of me in on offense and defense again, which is never a good sign. Twenty-one uh, twelve at the half, I was fairly pleased with, and as you should be. I mean, put up put up a good couple of scores, and Dean connecting with Burke every single play as well uh, did help you guys. But I mean, the fact that you guys were having to play Burke and Dean Jackson on defense as well. Um, just shows how injury or how injury unprepared you guys were. Um, and to be fair, what was it? Forty-five to twenty-four is is a great score to come away against the offensive juggernaut that is Ash Lewis um, at the end of that game. Yeah, I mean there was there was a couple of pick twos. The one which I thought was a pick six. Uh, if I'd known it was a pick two, I wouldn't have put as much effort in. Um... <laughs> And I just, I've got to give a shout out to Matty Huxtable. It was his, I think it's his second ever Baffer game to take that pick two down back to the house as uh, uh, 17 years old. Fair play to him. Was was that the one I was chasing in vain? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Screaming, at, screaming at everyone for not getting back before realising it was actually only a pick two. Uh, well, just let him know. If, if I can gain on him, he needs to work on his indoor training. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris, you turned up about halfway through, so you can give us your opinion on the second half. Uh, from watching it on the sideline, as a gateway, it was the most frustrating thing ever. Because there was holes we could exploit, but we was just uh, in our own head a little bit. And then defensively, we just we knew where we were supposed to be. We just couldn't get there, especially um, with our safe, both our safeties, essentially one on the sideline. And one not being able to run because his hamstring and groin was gone. Um, it was just annoying. I could see him looking at the ball and Candy just not being able to, like looking at it and thinking, oh, I got this. And just his body saying, no, you don't have this. And then people just running in for touchdowns. It's really frustrating. But a uh, shout out to Jakey, though, in the second half. with a, I'm pretty sure he was in this game. He had a decent sack that turned it around a bit and gave us a bit of fire. Um we needed more of it. We was really flat. It's just annoying. Yeah, I, I like like you said. Uh, it sounds like excuses, and it, 
I'm I'm not one to pull punches. If I think any of our guys played poor, I'll tell him. Yeah, we'll tell him. Uh, but I. <laughs> I mean, Jake pulled his pulled his groin a little bit in the second half of this game, and I had to go in a blitz at one point. And with the best will in the world, I'm not bothering Ash. Do you know what I mean? I, I may as well sit and play a middle zone. But by the, the time I get, I mean, I'm slower than Mark, and that that tells you how slow I am. Um, but you, but yeah, you know I can't I mean? take anything away from Swansea either. They you play who's in front of you, and they did, and yeah. they beat us. So. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating because I, I think you'd agree with this that even with the injuries. I think we're better than we're shown. Um, and I hope we should turn up and show it in the last game day. Otherwise, the Blues are not going to let us forget about it. But <laughs> They already end at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a, a, a well-deserved if, and I do agree with you, Andy, that it was a well-deserved win. But I think the scoreline yeah, did but... flatter you a little bit. But not taken away from the result. Oh, absolutely. It's a point you've got to score them. So... Um, so we'll jump to the next game because uh, we were straight back on uh, facing the uh, Gwent Trojans. Uh, this started off better than I anticipated. I had to end up uh, playing under centre because we needed a receiver with more pace than me. Admittedly, I didn't think Dean was that much faster than me, mind, but he probably was a little bit. Um, we we opened the scoring. I think Matt Burt took it in from a, a fairly deep shot. Uh, Trojans replied. Um, I thought we got back in again with me to Dean, but uh, Chad decided Dean was short. And I don't mean in height. Um, Everyone is short compared to uh, Chad. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and again, it, it was it was one score before the incident. Where, uh, and for people who, who weren't there, I may have heard about it. Uh, there was, yeah, there was, there was two crossing routes. Uh, ball was thrown down the middle by yours truly. Uh, Matt was going for it. Rich Harris was on the other side, coming across, tracking the ball. Both went up for it. Um, Rich tried to get his hand to the ball, and Matt's arm ended up going into Rich's nose and rearranging it. Uh, so there was a bit of 10, 15 minute sort of break while uh, we sorted Rich out, and they took him off to hospital. Where thankfully now he's had his nose reset and he's uh, much better. A bit of character to the face. Um, <clears throat> that did leave the Trojans. That did leave the Trojans with five, um, and the Gators with six. Um, and to be fair, I think the Trojans dealt with the break better than us than we did because we came yeah, out they, flat. Yeah, um, it looked like we had the injury coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it took the last five minutes of the second half for us to get going. Hmm. And by which time, I think we scored fourteen points in the last five minutes. And considering we scored twenty six. Uh, do you know what I mean? It, it was frustrating from that point of view. Again, not playing up to anywhere near our potential. But the Trojans did. We did give them a rather easy pick six, which was frustrating because you don't need to give this. You don't need to spot the Trojans points. No. Um, but yeah, forty-five twenty-six. Um, go on, Chris. You you tell me what I've missed, if anything. Uh, I haven't really missed anything. It was just again we went we come out second half so because we was in the game. In the, I think we were down by one point or something first half, weren't we? Or before Rich got hurt? It was, it was, it was, a, it was a score. It wasn't yeah. any more than a score. And uh, then we just we come out and looked like we'd been defeated. We started making silly mistakes, we could drop, snap, like everything, just everything that you could think of that could go wrong. We done on offense for about two drives that just spotted them too many points, and then. We had no chance to get back into it. We tried. Uh, 
with a few decent, two really nice plays at the end, to be fair for us. But it was too little, too late. And, uh, to be yeah, fair we, to them, they come out, they come out five and a lot better than us in the second half when they had the injury, they had the setback, and they they did buckle up and play really well. So I can't, I can't take anything away from them. Yeah. Prior to the injury, if you'd have told me the score would have been 45-26 at the end of the game, I don't know whether I'd have believed you. Because no. we were in it, we were playing reasonably well with, with the squad we had. Hmm. Um, but then to not score any points in the second half till the last five minutes. Oh. But neutral's point of view, Andy? Oh, it's a cracking game to watch. Absolutely. Um, it was uh, obviously a bit disheartening to see the incident that happened on the field but thankfully he's okay now and um you know he has a, a quick recovery but uh, other than that it was an absolutely brilliant game to watch um some great passes in there some great a lot a lot of interceptions in there which was um uh, unusual but obviously great to see from a neutral point of view but um whenever a game ends in in 70 plus points it's got to be a good one to to watch around so <laughs> Right, and then the last game of the day was uh, the Cardiff Hurricanes against the vaunted Swansea Hammerheads offense. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a somewhat hyped up in the last uh, recording. Uh, I think Cardiff were eager to see what uh, what you were about because you haven't we hadn't shaped up to them since week one. It ended up forty five to zip. The zip surprised me, but it didn't. If that makes sense, because uh, Cardiff are capable of shutting down an offense. Uh, but Andy, you played in there? Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to the next game, it was Cardiff Hurricanes two versus Cardiff. No, um, it was uh, <laughs> it was it was fun to play in. It really was. Uh, just to go up against the national champions is always a pleasure. Um, we had a, a fairly strong offense. Obviously, we we didn't have Alex on the day. We didn't have Harley either because he had to go because um, uh, they're going on holiday. So we we lined up with the best offense we could. But at the end of the day, Cardiff just. In, in quotations here, Cardiff did a Cardiff. They they proved why they are the best team in the league. They scored scored points enough. Um, again, we held them to forty five, which we're quite happy with. But Costas and Joe. I mean, I think Costas scored five touchdowns in that game. Um, Broke Matt Burke's heart. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> Burke, rest in peace. Um, but to be perfectly honest. To have Costa score five touchdowns, and not all of them were were over the top ones. A few of them were short throws, and kind of just showing how good he is, just to run through our players and and score a touchdown. You just you can't do anything against it. Um, it's just uh, what can you say other than it was a fantastic game. It was would have been great from a neutral point of view as well, just to to see the Cardiff Hurricanes play that well. But. It, we we learned from that result, and um, we've got the footage. We'll be examining it before our next games. But it was it was a great game in the end. If memory serves me right, um, coming to the half, it was something like seven uh, nil to the Hurricanes. I I couldn't tell you to be perfectly honest. I don't I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I was doing the score. Uh, <laughs> I slept since then, but <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I kept looking down and going. I was there only one score. We did we did have a couple of shutout drives from them, and if they're in the first half, then fair enough. We we also had a couple of dropped picks against them, um, which would have been amazing. But at the end of the day, they they proved why they are the best team in the nation. They they proved how good they are, um, and I mean we're we're second in the league. They're top of the league. It just shows the gulf 
in the league at the moment. And and I'll I'll throw I'll throw this to here in a minute, but he's probably seen him more than any of us in training. But I don't think the Canes really have got out of second gear. They 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 might have sort of like turned on the juice for one or two plays here and there. Uh, but by and large, it's been like training games for him. Yeah, of course it is. When you look at the the gulf between the leagues in in flag at the moment, um, obviously it's a growing sport. It'll it'll change in the future. But you look at uh, the teams that Cardiff are used to playing in the league. They're coming into this league playing against teams who are a division below them. Um, and if you look at the Trojans and us, and we we are the two teams in there in this league this year who had the best chance of doing anything against them, and they conceded twelve points. And there, that was against the Trojans. We didn't score against them. And they scored just shy of 100 points against the second and third team in our league. It just, it, it must be a, a development training, have a bit of fun year for them. Well, off the top of my head, I think they've conceded 33 points against the Trojans twice and the Hammers twice. Uh, 38 in total. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And that wouldn't have won, if you combined your squads and your scores, that wouldn't have won you one game with an average score. No. So here you face him in training. You see him every week. Yeah, generally I try and stop Joe from uh, playing QB in training to give us all a chance. <laughs> but yeah, it's where yeah, as you said, when they want to turn on, they can. And it is so annoying to, to, to play defense against them. And even on offense. Um because you've got Chad there stopping anything in the middle. And I think they know that. They know that they can uh, look for those little balls over the top of him, which usually floaters. And then Joe and Costa, whoever's playing safety, Reese, who's got a great football brain. Uh, it, it's a nine to play against him, but it's also a pleasure to have them help all our newbies coming along because, yeah, you should always use their knowledge to help. Yeah, I can, I, I can imagine um, it, it's, it's get better or die trying in training against those guys, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it seems that uh, we're talking about Hurricanes and, and the H2s. Um, we'll flip over to the uh, other side of the country where um, the Gators were hosting, or the Gators Blue, I should say, were hosting... Uh, Coyotes and H2 in a three-team game day uh, at the same time as uh, we were down in sunny Swansea. Uh, first game on the day, I believe, was Coyotes against H2, Hill? Yep. Uh, from what I remember, it might have only been like a week ago, but, um, you know, other things have happened since then. But, yeah, I believe we were facing Coyotes first off. Uh, and Coyotes managing to secure their first win. And to be fair, looking at the scoreline, and you can tell me different, um, not really, not really that close. Thirty-eight to six. It didn't seem it was that far away, but um, no, they they've come on leaps and bounds since the first game day. Um, obviously, a brand new QB coming in. We'd never seen him before, um, and he played well. You could see he had, he had control of of his offense. He knew where he wanted to go. He'd he'd take shots as well, which yeah, a few of their touchdowns were just. He's slinging up there. Probably saw like the one-on-one coverage. So the big guy up there checked it up and they got some jump balls. So, yeah, that was really tough on us because apart from me, we're not really the um, the tallest team, H2. 
I'm pretty sure every other player we've got is under six foot. So they, they they do have a couple of like they got Josh and Ben Harrop who are both sort of like I would say six foot and quite lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got sort of some long limbs and some a pretty good leap on them as well. So yeah, there was a couple of I remember once it was like fourth fourth and goal and they were about five yards away from the halfway line. He just rolled out, slinging up to the back, right hand corner. And unfortunately, Cowan was in great position, but it was just, just too high for him. Even if he had a chair to stand on, he probably still wouldn't be able to get it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just unfortunate. Yeah, that kind of things. Sometimes you just can't stop it. If if a QB can see where he wants to throw it and can throw it in a place only is where to see if he can get it, it's very difficult. Doesn't matter how good you are defending. Sometimes you just can't get those balls. Um, I'll bring in Josh now then. Josh, were you refing, watching on this one? Yeah, refing. Um, I think Hurricanes 2 didn't have many players either, which didn't help the cause. Um, but fair play to Coyotes, they were, they were very good for their win. So, fair result overall then, as tough as it is to say. Yeah, oh, sorry, Hugh, but <laughs> Coyotes fully deserved it. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. I, I would never say that, you know, it was... Oh, if only we had a couple of plays. If we had a couple of plays, we would have brought it a bit closer, but I don't think we were really ever in that game. Okay, and then straight on after, uh, Coyotes against the Gators Blue, Josh? Yeah, um, our first game day of the day, we won 39-7. I think it was just a case of our offence being very good. Liam Giles was fantastic. Six touchdowns he threw. Um, Jan's always a handful for anyone. Um, he, he had a great day. Um, and then our defense all day were fantastic. I think we had we had five picks in that game. So fair play to our defensive coordinator, Mark. He, he uh, had a game plan and it, it worked to a T. So shout out to him. Hey, hey, were you refing that game or did you watch it? Or? Oh, I always ref the games. Anytime I have a H2 after ref, I'm head ref. Um, from what I remember, it was a nice clean game, which is always nice for a ref. Yeah, are, you, I are you telling me Josh wasn't diving about everything? <laughs> he wasn't. He was still trying to do his, uh, his um, trying to look in the offensive huddle. <laughs> get as close as you possibly can. Um, but yeah, I think, especially the offense. That ball was was just chucked around everywhere. So, like the Coyotes could not defensively like really concentrate on one person, maybe shut anybody out. Because as soon as they went for one person, yeah, it was past the other. And yeah, it was a very, very good um, offensive display from what I remember. Obviously, I was concentrating a lot on making sure I got got my calls right. You did a fantastic job here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> all right, then we'll move on to the last game of the day, which was the Gators Blue against H2. Who wants to go first? Go on, Hugh. All right. Um, um, I can't actually remember the score. It was 44-13. 44-13. to 13. 44 to 13. Yeah, um, I think we were a lot better than the, when we played Coyotes. I think, as Rich said, against the Coyotes, we seem to be really quiet. As in, on defence, we never call any of the plays. We never 
shout on our kind of offense. We'd never hype each other up. But yeah, he said there was a lot more, seemed to be a lot more um, talking amongst ourselves and a bit more enjoyment, possibly, um, which is maybe why we scored some more points. But once again, it's, I think it's been the same with me the whole season. I've been trying to find the best positions for most of my players because I got a lot of new guys coming in. I still have a few people who don't actually know their best position. So it's it's been tough. I, but, but I, I suppose the, that's the, the, the one benefit of this season, the results aside, is that you've managed to gain some guys who weren't in football this time last year. Um you know, the, the likes of Liam, uh, Carwin, maybe even the likes of Dan Bestrick, getting him back involved. Yeah. Uh, and also recruiting some newbies. So whilst the results aren't what you're, what you're hoping for, they, you're able to see, you know, like you're playing Carwin at safety and at quarterback. Um, you're playing a multitude of positions. I mean, I mean, you've got enough experience. But I noticed Dan's normally a corner. You've played him at safety. So it's opportunities that maybe with only one Hurricanes team or even with friendlies you wouldn't be able to try these things out. So at least this time next year, if you put a second team in again, you've got a better idea of who can play where, who, who can cover in a case of emergency. Um, so that's a benefit, even though, like you say, that the, the scores and the results haven't really gone your way. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Um, and that's perfectly true. And at the end of the season, I'll have, and everyone will have that chance then. So I can say, look, what positions are you most comfortable with? And they'll actually be able to say, because at the start of the season, I've asked a couple of guys and they were like, I don't know, I guess I can play wide receiver because I've seen the NFL on TV, I know what's happening. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be a yeah, lot. It, it, it's ironic. I mean, I, I've always said that I, I rather than a player picking their position, it's quite often the position picks the player. That somebody comes in and goes, I want to be a receiver. And due to numbers in training, you're like, all right, if you sit in a cornerback and do this, and all of a sudden, they, they kind of sort of spark at that position. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think places like Blitz as well, you'd never know, apart from some people who are like really fast or really tall, you'd never know who can be a good Blitzer. Because like, yeah. um, we had Justin, who I'm sure he doesn't mind me calling him. He's a slightly larger gentleman. Um, but he got two sacks on that game day. Um, and a touchdown against us, I think. Uh, yes, and he got the little touchdown where he somehow managed to get past like three players. But I do blame that. I'm pretty sure I heard the noise of a pop. I'm not sure what it was. I think even he thought he'd got tackled. But then we all said, no, keep running, keep running. And yes, got his first touchdown, which was which was nice for him. Nice for the whole H2 team. So that, that kind of wraps up the look back at uh, week four. Andy, do you want to give us a rundown on the division as it stands? Because I know you've got it in front of you. Uh, how do you know that, mate? We'll, we'll give that away. All right, so we've got top of the table, obviously, Cardiff Hurricanes, um, 10 wins, zero losses, an insane 547 points for, with only 38 against them. Um, in second place, my boys, the Swansea Hammerheads, seven wins, one draw, two losses, at 334 with 240 against uh, Gwent Trojans again on 7, 1, and 2. Uh, 259, 4 
but only 200 against. Um, in fourth place, we have the Red Gators blue team. Uh, bar some huge losses in game week six, they pretty much cemented this. They got five wins. Can you, can you repeat that again, please? Yeah, sorry, mate. You got. Uh, yeah, sorry, you mate, I'll just carry on. I'll just carry on. The way with that. So, sorry. The Gwent Gators blue are above the Gwent Gators orange because they've won more. Um, now, nah, so uh, you got five Boom. wins, five losses, uh, 239 uh, for with 245 against. So, obviously, you're on negative six points difference. Um, you've got the oranges below you on negative 152 points difference. They're on uh, three wins, seven losses with 175 for and 327 against. Um, making their first, uh, or I think it's the the second time they're not on the bottom of the table other than week one. You've got the Cardiff Bay Coyotes who are now on one win. Um, congrats, guys, with nine losses, 131 points for with 342 against. And at the bottom of the table at the moment, you've got the Cardiff Hurricanes second team with, or H2, obviously, as it prefer to be called, with one win, nine losses, with 79 points for and 368 points against. So all, all I heard in all that, Andy, is that we need the Hurricanes to put about 150 points on the Blues next game day. I mean, it yeah, depends on them, but I'm, I'm assuming it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm right in saying the two wins the Hurricanes had last game, did that crown them champions? Is it? That is it also does. correct. Yes, it absolutely does. Yes. So, since you pointed it out, we may as well um, congratulate the Cardiff Hurricanes on literally walking away with the the Wales division, and obviously, who by proxy of uh, being part of that squad, congratulations. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it as a win for me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Before we move on to shout-outs, Andy, Flag Football Wales Players of the Week. Okay, so uh, Flag Football Players of the Week, obviously, they've already been announced on the Instagram. Uh, the Player of the Week cards are going to be coming out later this week. But um, big shout-out to both of them. Offensive Player of the Week is Costas. Um, he's come back for his second game day. Um, he is still sat uh, eighth. After two game days out of five, he's eighth in receiving touchdowns for the season. Um, he's actually only nine off Chris, who's leading at the moment. He caught seven touchdowns across his two games with three receiving extra points. Um, and on defence for the Gwent Gators uh, Blues is Dan Davis. Uh, got seven interceptions on the day, um, which is other than... Other than last week where Richard Harris got eight, that is the most we've had in any game week um, by an individual player. Well done, well done, gents, yeah. Well done, Dan. Well done. Oh, no, that, that, was, that was a bitter thing coming out of your mouth then, Christopher. Well done, Dan. I'm just saying I give him some tips about what to do, so I'm claiming them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we move on to the uh, preview of the last week, uh, we'll throw some... Uh, Shout outs for anybody that stood out. I'll go to Hugh first. Any of your guys and anybody you played against? Uh, well, obviously, I've already done it, but I will give a shout out to Justin, who had more sacks in a day than I did. Um, and also more touchdowns, which is a little bit annoying, but well done to him. First touchdown of the season. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Because, well, I would like to say Dan, but he's already had... Play of the week, but yeah, I do remember having to chase him on so many interceptions. Um, yeah, so I'll give a shout out to him as well. Okay, 
Chris? Of what I saw, uh, I'll give a shout out to obviously Burke because he was just class again. It's annoying. Um, Jakey at Blitz, he was just class. He turned twice, he had a sax that sort of pumped us up a bit and got us back into games. Um, and then players against us, just it was like an assortment of heroes. No one really stood out too much. It was just everyone doing a lot. So I can't really give shout outs to the other teams. I didn't single anyone out that really destroyed us singly. So Okay. Uh, Josh? Uh, I'll start with the other teams first. Uh, Pip Schofield, is there in the counties? He had a, he had a great day. I think he scored a lovely, pretty much length of the pitch, rushing touchdown. Um, Hurricanes 2, Justin scored a great touchdown against us. Um, for our team, White D has been excellent the last two game days, so our blitz of White D was fantastic as well. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, Andy? Uh, I'll do some statistical shouts out as well. Uh, shout outs as well. Obviously, for my boys to start with, um, great shout out to Matty, who got his first stat for the day on his second ever Baffer game day. Um, and a big shout out to everyone because uh, at the end of the day, we took a huge squad. Um, we got everyone reps. Uh, we had a rookie game at, at half time or in, in between games as well. Um, everyone played their, their socks off and against, against two good teams. Obviously, one big win, one big loss, but. Heads, heads stayed high and we did, uh, did our thing as we normally do. Um, statistical shout-outs. I've got to give a shout-out to Joe for being one touchdown off 70 for the season. Um, that's just absolutely insane what he's doing this year. Um, and a shout-out to Liam as well, Liam Giles, who was so close to getting um, Offensive Player of the Week, 12 touchdowns thrown across his two games, six in each game. Absolutely classed in him. Um in terms of uh, receivers, obviously, shout out to Jan. Um, Jan caught seven touchdowns. Uh, Burke caught less than seven touchdowns, <laughs> uh, equaling six touchdowns. Um, and then Chris Jones, again, didn't catch any against the Hammerheads, but did catch four in his game against the Trojans. Um, and then on defense, we had, obviously, Dan's already had a shout out for seven uh, interceptions, but Costas, with his offensive player of the week, also managed to catch three defensive uh, interceptions as well um, and then on the sack front um, obviously Justin and Chad both on two sacks as well as Flo um, and then quite a few guys getting sacks on the day as well uh, Jake, Dave, Pip, Lee, uh, Burke also recorded one so just um, a few shout outs all across the board really. Hey, I'll just do some mop-ups for people that I, I sort of like caught my eye both on our side and others. Uh, Jordan Madden um, yeah, I forgot about Madden. Yeah, check him for mine as well. Uh, he, he won Defensive Player of the Week for us, uh, but was probably better on offense than defense. Um, but overall, considering you know that he's played majority at corner, uh, pushed into service as a receiver, and, and did well to be fair, including one one moment where I believe you caught it on camera, Andy, where he he, he went beast mode on you guys. Absolutely, that was a hell of a run. Um, in, term, in terms of other teams, um, Ash was fairly quiet, but still solid. Um, and 
the, the one guy who, who I thought was quiet but played well um, and never really gets any recognition and never really talks too much about um, his abilities is Ross Thomas of the Trojans. Yep. Um, whether you want to argue that we made him look good by throwing him the ball is another, is another question. But he was solid. He did his job. And I think he was the one that picked Dean off for the pick six. So, yeah, from, from that point of view, those two guys did well. And lastly, um, I think his name's been mentioned, but Reese Jackson, considering you know, he's by, by, by the Hammerhead's uh, account, he's out of shape. Uh, the, the guy comes up with some great catches, some great runs, um, and defensively is very, very sound. He's so sneaky good. Yeah, he's so sneaky good. One of, one of the best receivers in the league. Absolutely. It's one. It's one of the guys you'd look at and go, "He don't look like much," and then he goes on the field and you're like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to week set, the last game week of the the wheel season, and let's call a spade a spade. There's only three games that matter this weekend. And that's Cardiff versus Cardiff, Trojans versus Hammerheads for the right to be second in the league, and the most important one, Blues versus Oranges. <laughs> um, we, we will cover all of them, but we'll start off uh, Oranges versus H two. Josh, give us a prediction, bet. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think the Oranges. Will run away with this one quite convincingly. They need to win to keep the pressure on the Blues for that space, fourth position. So they're going to want to put a lot of points on you, sorry, Hugh. So I'm going to go a convincing orange win. I'd I'd love to I'd love to agree with you wholeheartedly, but the last time we played them, it was twelve six to the Oranges. So. <laughs> I, I could see it being another nail bite. That oh yeah, one of us could sort of like run away with it. Um, Hugh, go on. Uh, a possibly. Um, I won't give too much information away, but we may be coming down with a very bare bones team. So um, I'm probably gonna go with the oranges. I reckon we oh. may. I'll be. I'd be happy to field a bare bones or- an orange team. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Injuries have, injuries have kicked our ass. We, we've got 15 registered. We had six available on the last game day. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, it may come down then to who actually has five players on the field then. <laughs> yeah. Three versus three nail biter. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Let's just one on ones. Let's just do one on ones. There we go. I was going to say, we'll have to take it to the basketball court at this rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris? Uh, if it goes the same way as last time, which I see it going, it'll be whose defence holds out the other team more. I think just if Matt's very healthy the whole game, you'll be the difference maker. Because from what you had last time, I think our defence dealt with it quite well. I think we'll do about the same. But I don't see it being any big scores by CS winning. Okay, and Andy? I was going to say, CBL's just, just made Matt's head expand quite quickly. Yeah, no, I hate saying anything good about him because I know. <laughs> so I reckon, uh, I reckon um, it's going to be quite close, but I I think Matt Burke might beat H2 this week. Um, no, I, I think it's going to be very close, um, especially both of you and those teams, lots of injuries and stuff, but I, I'd have to back the Oranges. Okay, we'll jump over to the Sunday because we split on the next game week. Coyotes versus Trojans. 
Uh, we'll go back to Hugh first. I reckon uh, uh, Trojans. Yeah, it's got to be them, haven't it? Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, I'm going to go with a big upset, yeah? I, I'm going to go with Coyotes win. Okay, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'll back the Coyotes as well. Okay, go Coyotes. Andy? <laughs> I would love the Coyotes to, uh, to do one of the Trojans. It would make our last game a lot easier. But uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the Trojans there. Okay. Now, before I give you my prediction, what if I told you, inside scoop, the Trojans are going to be undermanned, including uh, Mr. Harris, because he can't play Sundays. Yeah, I assumed he wouldn't be able to play anyway. Uh, after that. But, also, but also, the Coyotes may be missing some key parts of their offense. So does that change anybody's prediction at all? Well, I already predicted Coyotes. So. <laughs> with the full strength team and the Trojans undermanned, I fancy the, the Coyotes to upset them. But depends on who is missing for them on offense. That could change it. But I'm yeah. going to stick my colors to the mast as well, and I'm going to go over the Coyotes with an upset. Okay, uh, next one. Uh Gators Blue versus Canes. Let's get this one out of the way quick. Josh? Um, um, what do you mean, um? I think the Gators <laughs> Blue will beat them, I think. The Hurricanes have won the league now. They not, they've got the trophy. They're going to lay. Their standards are going to slip one over. I think we're going to beat them. <laughs> okay, I'll edit that out so Joe doesn't get upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's... Mark, if you're listening, it's not me that's putting the bulletin board information up this week. Chris? Uh, I reckon a team who usually wears blue will win. Pick the splinters out your arse and give me a name. <laughs> I reckon Gators Blue will just go in there and just absolutely dominate. I'm not trying to put a, a mark on the Blues back after Mark said it with us, but uh, I think Blues will win comfortably. Okay, uh, Hugh? Uh, I think I'll go for my boys, the Hurricanes. Andy? Cardiff Hurricanes, without a doubt, I'm afraid. Okay, and just just to keep Mark happy, Blues are going to destroy <laughs> the Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll go back to the Sunday, Coyotes versus Hammerheads. And we'll go to Andy first. Uh, Hammerheads win. I think we'll uh, we'll put fifty points up on them. Wow, that vaunted juggernaut offense. Absolutely, got to got to give the uh, Coyotes uh, a bit of a fire up their ass. Yeah, give us a well. To be fair, the last game we played against them was class. One of the best games we played all season. It was great fun. So I'd love another and love another game like that. Who? Uh, yeah, I reckon Hammerheads will win this one quite comfortably. Okay, Chris? Uh, I do think Hammerheads will win, but with the Tynan takeover going on down in the Coyotes, uh, I think it'll be closer than people think. Okay, Josh? Yeah, Hammerheads. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to complete the clean sweep as well. So that's Hammerheads for me as well. Okay, now we come to the big three. L- let's get the first one out of the way then. The capital battle. Canes versus H2. Uh, Hugh, we'll go to you first because we know where you're going. Yeah, I, I say a Hawkins team are probably going to win that game. And it's probably one that's got 
like Joe Cottrell on this side, yeah. Yeah, like three GB <laughs> you know, like potential t- players. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think H1 yeah. will. Unless I do something, get them to do suicides for like six hours in training the week well, before. Just, just I, I was going to say take you out on Friday night, but it didn't make much of a difference last weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. So uh, yeah. Andy. Um, yeah, I, I can't see it going anywhere other than Palace Hurricanes' first team. Uh, I envisage it will be significantly less than, was it the 76 nil Did it happen last time? Um, but I, I think it will definitely still be a, a H1 win. Okay, Josh? Yeah, H1. Christopher? H1, but I'm predicting H2 to score at least one touchdown against him. Over Joe's head. Twice, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go off here. Go on, go on. I'll, I'll go Hurricanes, but somebody to pick off Cartwright for pick six. There you go. It's got to happen sometime. Yeah, I'll do that too. I'll do that too. Right. Um, okay, then we've got Trojans versus Hammerheads. Uh, we'll come to Andy last, so we'll go back to Josh first. I'm going to go for another draw. Ach, have <laughs> Any particular reason? I just think they're evenly matched. I think it'll be a good game. And I'm going for a nice, good old-fashioned draw. Okay, Christopher? Um, with the new information that the uh, Gwent Trojans may uh, be a little injured, or not have enough people there, I think they'll win by at least three scores instead of five, like I was going to predict. And the Gwent Spano will be in second place. Okay. Him? <laughs> uh, yeah, not now no one. And I, thought, I forgot that Rich never played on Sundays. Um, yeah, remembering that, I'm going to go with a Hammerheads win. Andy? I even with Rich there, our poor clock management last time, we, we they ended up running the game out and um, we ended up having a big stop on the final drive. But I I think we could beat them with a full strength squad. Um, but without without a few of their players, I think it'll be a, a definite win for us. Do you know, <clears throat> it's a shame really that it is a Sunday and the Trojans yeah. can't field a full strength team because. Full strength against full strength. That's a really good matchup. Yeah, it'd be really exciting. It, it, could, it could swing either way. But yeah, without Rich, they, they still did well against us. You can't really you know say otherwise. <laughs> they were better without Rich against us, essentially. Yeah, in, in, in some <laughs> respects, they were. I mean, because you still got Sonzi. Uh, and like I said, Alan Ross can do a job on offense, as can Phil at centre. Um, I do They're think... still a talented team in- yeah, I do think that the Amahead's offense may offer too much for the defense, but I'm still not fully convinced with your defense, Sandy. Sorry. Uh, I do think you'll win, but I think it might be a closer game than everyone might anticipate without Rich. Mm. Okay, and let's get on to the important one Pride on the line. I'll come to you two last. You know who you are. Uh, Andy, Gators Orange versus Gators Blue. Um, this is a tough one because it's the team in form against my boy. So 
I've I've got to go with the with the Gators Orange. Um, I think Liam will will put plenty of points on the Orange team as he's done all season against other teams. He's definitely in position to finish the third best QB of the season, hands down. He's been fantastic. Um, but I think the Oranges are going to come out and want to get the win over you guys. Obviously, having lost the previous fixture, so I think I think the Oranges will take it. I'm I'm totally unbiased, but he only threw one touchdown against us in the last game. Who? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm probably going to go with the Blues in this one, but it's going to be it's going to be really close. To be fair, as you were saying it, I thought you'd go with Blues mainly because the two times you faced them, they've put forty odd points on you, and you lost to us by six. So yeah, I think it's a just, fair, just it's a from, fair comment. Yeah, yeah, just from what when we've played against you guys and when we play against Blues, it's we've had more trouble against Blues. Yeah, but yeah, can't argue with that at all. Uh, who do I go to first? Uh, let's go to the Marxist lefty person, Mister Leg. All right, Josh. <laughs> Uh, well, after the way they boasted about beating us and constantly bring it up all the time the first time, and how Dan was saying how even if we had a full side out there, they still would have battered us, um, I think we'll win comfortably by three touchdowns. And two touchdowns will be Mark going up for a pick and it bouncing off his hands and dropping into... Dale's hands for touchdowns. That's why I see happening. And it'll be Mark's fault they lost. Hey, if there's one person on that team, I got half a chance of beating in the foot races, Mark. <laughs> but even then, that's highly doubtful. <laughs> uh, Josh, uh, that's my prediction. Uh, it depends who's fit for the Oranges in this game for me. If the Oranges can have at least some subs, I think it'll be very close. But... Obviously, I have to pick the Blues. You don't have to pick the Blues. I do. Just pointing out, you don't have to pick the Blues. Yeah, it's not a law. <laughs> Unless Mark's in there with a gun to your head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> I'd like to sit on the fence with this one as well, but I do think if, like, I think Josh made a good point. If we can get some semblance of substitutes where we haven't got to play me for any extended period, or guys playing offence and defence, I think there's a fair chance that the offence should score. It's whether we can shut Liam down. And we did largely in the last game. We kept Keenan at bay, who was a danger in the backfield. Uh, we kept Jan fairly quiet. And aside from one or two catches from Dylan, who hasn't been available since, him and Benners weren't really in the game. So, you know, from a defensive point of view, I think we, we, we kept them quiet. We can yeah. do that again and just correct some of the offensive mistakes. And it's there to be won. Uh, so, yeah, go on. I'll stick my neck on the block and I'm going to get no end of a boost if we don't win, but oranges to win. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, that about wraps it up. Is there anything anybody wants to say before we finish? Contentious, otherwise... Uh, this is the time where Costas likes to start going or where Craig decides to point out that Swansea's defence was shit, apparently. <laughs> um, so, 
Anybody want to go anything before my, we finish? My only only point, I've spoken to a few guys about this, is that we really hope, and I don't think they will at all, but we really hope that the Hurricanes 1 team don't come out and purposefully lose to the Hurricanes 2 team just so H2 don't finish bottom of the table. Like, I'd love I'd love H2 to come out and put some I, big scores up. I 100% don't see no, Joe I, or I was, I any was of just them gonna, wanting to lose. I was just going to say, who, I think who will tell you exactly, but Joe, Costas, Chris, don't strike me as the type of guys to go, yeah, go on, we'll let you win and we'll take a loss. <laughs> Nah, no chance. Yeah, they they will not. And, and, and I'll also make sure if, if they start doing that, I'll I'll even I don't know go and QB and I'll take like sixty safeties. No, because <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to get a win like that. If 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 the oranges and blues were if one one side was stronger than the other, I don't think there'd be any quarter given. No, that's not to say that they might not go. Oh, it's late in the game. Let them score a touchdown. But let them win a game. Never. I I, I would never if, let them if win. you're. If you're competitive, even if you want to let them score, your competitiveness stops you doing it. Oh, I, oh, that, that that's a touchdown pass, but I can intercept it. I'm going to intercept it anyway. Do you know what I mean? I I can't see very few teams allowing their second teams no and any measure of uh, success. You got to hear about it every week in practice then as well. So I think oh, yeah. more. Could you imagine Carwin throwing to Liam over Joe Cartrell and Joe going, oh, let him have it. And then they're in training going, I threw it over you. I threw it over you. Yeah. <laughs> it never happened again. <laughs> uh, anybody else? I'm going to say, if you're in the Cardiff area on Saturday, the 28th of August, get there to watch Skate this Blue the Orange because it's going to be an unbelievable game. I don't know, if that happens, Chris, we we might have some um, half-time entertainment with uh, players rolling about on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I could still catch a touchdown over Dan today with my one leg. So. Shots fired. I just, want, okay. I just wanted him to hear that, because he'll listen to this. <laughs> All right, well, if there's nothing else... All that remains is for me to thank Andy, Chris, Hugh and Josh for joining us to uh, wrap up week five and look to week six. We'll be back after week six to wrap up the season. Until then, thank you very much for joining me, gents. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Catch you soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.